Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast of Word First Ministries. Tune in each week and join us as we pursue God's command to make disciples of all nations. What is up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I'm your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my friends, Bailey and hey. Cameron. Hey. And once again, oh, for yeah. the two-parter, Mr. <laughs> Seaman Andershon. Hey. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing well. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, so long. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> Bailey, pray us in, man. Yep. Lord, we just pray that you'd be with us again in this conversation. Um, help us to glean all the wisdom, all the context, all the knowledge that we can gain from our brother. And I pray that, um, yeah, just that we would encourage one another and learn um, about the work that we have here through this conversation. So, Lord, we love you. We dedicate this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Bailey. Yep. Uh, so last time, Seaman, we had you on for an awesome interview. And I uh, personally felt like that we kind of cut it off. Like it was like you said one story <laughs> and then we were approaching an hour on the mm, clock yeah. and it was like, all right, we got to kind of uh, bring this to a close. <laughs> and uh, I felt I-, I was burdened with unbearable guilt. Uh, so we had to bring you back for that. Um, <laughs> that's how we like, make decisions around here. <laughs> that's right. Poke Jacob's guilt. guilt. And he's like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about uh, toxicity in church culture. No, right. we're going to talk about... <laughs> We wanted to uh, uh, pick up where we left off in in the story, and we also yeah. wanted to, as Cam kind of teased last time, mm-hmm. that's what it's called in the business, um, we want to talk about our vision for church planting and community mm-hmm. and just kind of get your thoughts on that and kind of pick your brain a little bit about evangelizing in Norway and church planting and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope... Uh, I hope that's not too weird for you. And no, that's it should good. be good. But let's start with the easy stuff. So last time, uh, kind of towards the end of the episode, you were talking about how uh, uh, your golden calf was money. Mm-hmm. And God was telling you, all right, well, it's time to trust me more than trusting in yourself and your own finances. Mm-hmm. Throw your golden calf in the fire and give your money away. But you kind of ended on a uh, uh, blessing, uh, this kind of stroke of blessing that God was providing for you of, you know, all this money started coming in from this email that you sent out and you mm. were like, what am I going to do with all this money? I think that's where we... <laughs> <laughs> that's a direct quote. So, <laughs> what did you do with it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, so, you have money? <laughs> I have some ideas. <laughs> so that, uh, that's kind of where we left off last time. So uh, I don't know where your story goes from there. So why don't you uh, kind of pick yeah. us up from there? Well, that story like, like laid the foundation of me me trusting God mm-hmm. and just like knowing like oh I can trust God mm-hmm. and so I can live on this uh, this ground in a sense that is trusting God mm-hmm. uh, and so so that was the beginning of that and then like I came back to Norway and I was like God what am I supposed to do now like I had no plans mm-hmm. after my my discipleship training school uh, and so I was like God what do you want me to do uh, I'm trusting you now because like I know it works. Right. <laughs> Uh, and so I, I prayed a little um, uh, and ended up uh, uh, like teaching about worship in uh, in like different uh, youth groups in the Baptist uh, community in Norway mm-hmm. uh, for a year. Uh, and I was like, "Well, God, this is what I did this year. <laughs> I'm continuing to trust you." Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was reminded of of France. Um, uh, where I went on on outreach mm. uh, with my DTS, and I was like, "What? 
friends, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, it kept on coming up, it kept on mm-hmm. popping up. So I, I, I called them, and I was like, well, this is on my heart. And they're like, well, this fits like pretty much like directly into what we're doing. Wow. Uh, so I'm like, okay, okay, mm. maybe, maybe, maybe this is, yeah. maybe there's something here, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, God. I know this like trusting thing. It it, it works, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm I'm gonna volunteer, <laughs> and like I I need the money to come from somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was like, God, um, like if you want me to do this, I trust you. On like on the money part of this, like I'll I'll, I'll do I'll put in the work, but mm-hmm. you know like. You, you got to be the one like responsible for this, like actually mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't think we can relate to that at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, what a weird story. Yeah, God called you to a place, and then yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> basically just told ours. Yeah. yeah. Like, how many times we had that conversation oh, in America, yeah. in mm-hmm. the United States? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, God, if you're calling us to Norway, like. Uh, well, I think the prayer that I personally gave to God was that, all right, well, I'm going to pursue this. I think this is what you want for me. Yeah. If this isn't what you want for me, just make it impossible. Yeah. But I'm going to pursue yeah. it until like it it's realized or until you make it impossible. On well, the talks that we had, so that, I mean, it's one of those things that in retrospect you look back on, you go, of course, right? So I mean, that's sure. why we all laugh. Uh, see, when you say, uh, so I trusted God because it works. Mm. So, well, yeah. I mean, he's in charge of the universe. So <laughs> you probably... Um, a valuable source of trust. So yeah, <laughs> object of <laughs> trust. A little bit. Like, that's probably yeah. probably a good call. But for us, it was it was okay. We know where God's called us. We we're sort of seeing starting to see a timeline come together, and mm-hmm. we know roughly how much it's going to cost to make that happen, and mm-hmm. what our various options are. And it was just impossible. And yeah. we've talked a lot about God does impossible things, and that's one of the ways that you know He's He's um, making a way for you. Like when you see impossible stuff happening. Mm-hmm that only God can do, then you know he's the one doing it. And so it's, um, for us, it was always like a shot in the arm. It was always, uh, it helped us when we were faithless or when we were doubtful. God's like, no, no, I'm going before you and I'm doing the stuff that's necessary for you to get there. And when you're in the midst of it, it's really hard to see. And so we used to always compare ourselves, like you do, to the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. Because <laughs> yeah, we tend to look at that story and we go, you silly Israelites. Like, of right. course God was going to cut the ocean in half. Right? Something mm-hmm. that you you can't even understand what that means. The most that we can think of is that Charlton Heston movie where the, with the bad special effect. Remember the Ten Commandments? <laughs> I remember Prince of Egypt. I, yeah. I guess <laughs> the animated Whoa. splitting of the Red Sea. Sorry, sometimes we live in different generations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a time I'm sure someone out there. Reminder of my <laughs> oldness. I think your dad Anyways, you can't, can't even imagine what that means. And as we talked about, it's like, okay, we're standing in the mud. We know that we need to go and the imperial army is coming to kill all of us right, right. what's the right response you know and, and we mm-hmm. we know what it looks like in practice or not in practice we know what it looks like kind of in theory and we know what the people of israel did but just imagine that like imagine all of the ways they could have trusted god they could have started throwing their babies in the ocean because mm. uh, god makes your babies float is a lot less ridiculous thing yes. than he's going to cut mm. the ocean in half yeah. so like okay if god is with us he can make the babies float, Maybe, guys. Babies Start throwing the babies. <laughs> or, yeah. or 
do we trust like God had shown himself, you know, continue to show himself faithful throughout the Old Testament? It's like, no, 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 he'll vanquish your enemies. Like he's the he's the Lord of all armies. So do we pick up sticks and trust that God's going to help it? Like what is the right thing to do and what is the right way forward? So just the only reason I'm talking about that is so that we as, we, as we're listening and as our, our friends and family and maybe even people we don't know are listening with us at home, like breathe that in for a minute and recognize that it's a um, – it's not so easy as I mean, it's when you tell the story, it sounds like, and I needed the money mm-hmm. and God brought the money. But when you're in the midst of it, you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cross the sea. I think like, okay, I know you, <laughs> I, I know you want, me, I know you want me over there. And I right. know that, you know, they're coming to cut all of our mm-hmm. heads off. What are the right things to be doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're saying something there. I, you know, like the first couple of people I asked, like, Hey, you want to support me? Like ah, no, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay, God, like I sure you love to go to France on free vacation. <laughs> we had to have that conversation a thousand times. We have a couple yeah. of pictures of Norway. And every time, we're like, should we show these pictures? Mm, like, yeah. Right. I was like, oh, oh yeah, we can really <laughs> totally, guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I got that. But um, but then um, but then like after a while, like uh, yeah, people started like yeah. Yeah, like we we believe in what you're doing here. We believe in like that God is leading you to this, mm. uh, and uh, and they started saying like, yeah, yeah, we want to support this. We want to be in on this. And I was like, wow, God, like this is this is really happening. Mm. And like some other people that hadn't asked at all, they were like, hey, we want to support you. And wow. go, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like out of nothing. Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, th- 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 this this got to be it then. Yeah, uh, you know, went down there for a year. I uh, was a part of a, a youth of the mission base there and. That's the place where I actually got to see like uh, a real, real community, mm-hmm. like uh, constantly like uh, going after Christ and just like longing for more uh, mm-hmm. uh, of God in in the in the daily life, mm-hmm. um, and just like seeing how how the community uh, all together like just brought so much growth mm-hmm. uh, in, in myself and just also in other people <coughs> as well. Uh, and so uh, while I was there, I was like, well. The, living together and like community mm. there's got to be something here and like yeah. I, I felt god god stirred my heart for for that as well and mm. um, and so like um, uh, i moved back to norway to be part of a, a community uh living together mm-hmm. uh because like ah this seems like a, a good thing like i made some thoughts of like a living community mm-hmm. and and seeing that how it like disciples us uh as well as just like being uh, a supportive community in other ways, mm-hmm. uh, disciples as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, this thing seems like pretty close to what I'm imagining. Uh, uh, and I, it became part of it. Uh, it was uh, all right. Uh, it wasn't the perfect match for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, God, like, what, what, like this community thing? Like, mm-hmm. seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could ask, what was the, so when you came back to Norway yeah. after experiencing such a, um, Growth, discipleship, like just yeah. the spiritual, almost like spiritual, I guess, oh, yeah. totally spiritual experience <laughs> in France. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back to Norway, what was the, like, you don't have to name names or anything, but like, uh, yeah. what was the community? Who like, were the people you didn't like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was this, like a and church you joined? Was it like a students going to like a school? Like, I'm no. just curious what the community I think, was. 
I think the community was a little bit too set before I came in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I didn't experience uh, the freedom and the, mm-hmm. the flexibility of the community that I, mm-hmm. that I was expecting to see. I see, okay. And like in the community I was a part of in, in France as well, there was a lot of freedom uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to like shape your day in a sense mm. well, like we had some common things but they were mm. mainly based around meals yeah mm-hmm. uh, and that's where a lot of the good conversations happened and mm. a lot of the community building and also the discipleship happened mm. uh, so we had these like common things uh, and like the gathering points uh, mm. throughout the week where it was like oh this is this is natural it feels yeah. natural to meet here Mm. Uh, while this uh, this other one, it feel felt more uh, forced in a sense, yeah. uh, because uh, like we had it in the mornings before everything else. Uh, mm. uh, I'm not that great of a person. Like early, early morning, <laughs> like straight out of bed. I'm not the I'm not the best person in the world. I'm not the the one that is the most awake usually. Yeah. Um. So like that didn't really fit with me. Uh, and also there was a lot of written prayers. And, and for me, that, that didn't work out uh, at the end. Uh, it also felt like something that was forced to me mm-hmm. uh, rather than like the natural flow of, of mm-hmm. my, my own personal prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, a, that's a couple of things that uh, didn't really work out in that community. Yeah, yeah bad fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm moving out. And then I moved in with some other guys and we're like, okay. Uh, we want to do this like community thing, but we want to do like really free. <laughs> you know, like we don't want to set any boundaries. <laughs> like uh, we just want to be intentional about like, our our time together and like mm. like sharing meals together. And, like mm. we want to be home for for dinner in a sense, mm. uh, but we don't have to. You know, mm. Uh, mm. because saying like oh you have to be home for dinner unless like you're gonna get cancelled. You know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, then and I think that that worked out really great. And I was like, oh yeah, this community thing. I, like I got the thing back. And I was like, oh yeah, I really believe in this like community yeah. thing, like living together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got asked to be staff in in YM Oslo. I'm like, I'm still like in this like, oh yeah, I'm trusting God. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what what is next in a sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, seeing God open doors, closing doors, and stuff, uh, and just like uh, putting burdens on my heart. I was like, oh yeah, I need to go there. Yeah. Um, uh, like rest uh, or like uh, a peace or unpeace about things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like following that um, and so like I, I became part of that uh, the one base here in Oslo mm-hmm. uh, which is also like really based around community mm. uh, and they had uh, student uh, DTS which lasts for a year yeah uh, and we had outreach and everything in between like uh, Christmas break um, mm-hmm. we had went on outreach uh, and, but we all lived together in one house mm-hmm. uh, to get that sense of community. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was there. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is pretty good." And I was like, "Wait, this reminds me of something." Like mm-hmm. this morning things. Yeah. I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's something <laughs> like <laughs> something something's happening." And I was like, "Yeah, maybe I knew about it before because mm-hmm. I had more of an expectation of it going in." Uh, and it was it was more freer uh, yeah. in that sense. But I was still just like super tired in the mornings mm. because I lived with so many nice people and I mm. really value the conversations yeah. uh, and so like when the good conversations happened like in, in in the night or in the evenings I was like ah, I don't want to go out of this you know mm-hmm. I just want to stay in this for a little while to like grow uh, our community together and like our, our connection to, to Christ in this as well uh, and seeing like discipleship happen in that way mm-hmm. um, and so um so yeah, I had a hard time going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Super sleepy in the mornings. Yeah. Um 
yeah, long story short, a lot of things happened there. Moved out. Still, like, have the, this, like, oh, this community thing, I really believe in it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, moved into the place I live now. Uh, expected it to be something completely different than what it is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just got this, like, sweet, like, uh, community with a couple of brothers in Christ. And just, mm-hmm. like, seeing, like, uh, yeah, how we played on each other and, yeah. and mm-hmm. just, like, starting to like and we had no intention of like hey this is going to be like super christian community sure super christian but like like we, we're not going to have like these set things at all mm-hmm. uh, and like i didn't know the people i moved in with oh wow you know and then mm-hmm. like after a while it's just like yeah we need to we need to like start like worshiping like connecting it up mm-hmm. to like regular things that happens in the week or mm-hmm. in the month uh, and we're like yeah we ended up like uh, Quarantining together, oh yeah, yeah, community. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which was which was really good. It really got us connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And like during that, we're like, yeah, we can have Bible studies together mm-hmm. because we're all like in quarantine, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, what else do we have to do, right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So we started having Bible stu- Bible studies together. Started worshiping together, and then like it developed from there. And then like, yeah, it's just a really really sweet community now. Wow. I was like. It's very natural to talk talk about faith, mm-hmm. um, like yeah, in the mornings actually. Yeah. You know, like at the breakfast table, <laughs> like, man. on our own schedules, right. on our own schedules. The when old we're, like, has when gone. We're, the new right. has come. He's been <laughs> transformed by the renewing of his mind. That's right. Now you work at a coffee cart. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So like. Uh, uh, when I have a lot of time in the morning and I get to wake up on like my, my own like schedule in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, the mornings are sweet. Mm. I get to like spend time uh, in the Word. I get to spend time uh, with like uh, devotional and like I usually do it at the breakfast table and mm-hmm. like in the community where I live now, it's very natural. The other people sit down as well. Hmm. And like the both, like, they all do the same, you know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah. I, I haven't seen this in a while, and like, mm. it's, it's such a natural thing to talk about faith mm-hmm. and like get challenged uh, mm-hmm. and and get to ask questions and yeah, it's very very natural. And I see like again like the the, the communal sense uh, uh, of like just like growing together and like like pointing like or like, directing each other towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so, like, I still, like, really believe in this community thing. Um, <laughs> and especially living together as well. I think, like, that's something that God, God has put on my heart and that I really want to do. Uh, maybe start something one day yeah. uh, like mm-hmm. that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I really love that. There's so many uh, thoughts that I have on what you said. I'm going to uh, not backtrack a little bit, but I'm going to go to like, oh, yeah. the first one yeah, that I Yeah, go had. for it. Um, when you were talking about the other community. The good one. The good one? Yeah, the other one. The one you said... Uh, uh, the bad fit? The, the bad yeah, fit yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that there's something... The word you used was like forced or whatever. And I don't mm-hmm. want to be like, yeah. just in case they tune in. Yeah. don't want to be oh. like too critical or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I want to like... Because uh, it's kind of interesting how, like, if we were to, like, set up, like, your typical, like, Sunday morning church service yeah. or something like that. And, like, 
the thing about community is that it should be natural mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be like forced mm-hmm. or anything like yeah. that. Forget the model, the thought experiment I was trying yeah. to come up with. <laughs> but if like, if I had, was throwing a Super Bowl party yeah. and I told Seaman, I'm like, you have to be here for the Super Bowl party, not just because we're friends, but just because, yeah. no, if you're not at the Super Bowl party, you're just not a part of the club anymore yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And what it kind of sounds like you're talking about is like this kind of very natural of like, well, no, we live together or even if it was multiple households like living in the same area together like no we just get together for like family dinner yeah just because that's what the family does yeah it's like no for no one's out of the club if they don't come but it yeah. would just be like eh, it's it's weird that semen wasn't here for breakfast doing his devotional mm-hmm. he's not forced to come <laughs> but it's yeah. like man where was semen it's yeah. like, <laughs> not yeah. this kind of where was semen it's like yeah. no it's like uh, it would be genuinely weird like uh, to not do those kind of things so yeah. those, that was my takeaway like, oh, from yeah. that yeah i mean imagine this so think about how much of what we do in a typical church program is forced and unnatural. Mm. Mm. And again, you'll hear that critically. I don't necessarily mean it that way, but what I just mean is it's way different than what you do at your home, right? Yeah. yeah. So at, at home and, that, and again, I don't mean to create a, like a divide between home church and church and building. We are members of a church that meets in a building and have been, and have been in the United States for a long time. And we're very, like very positive on that. But think about, I think one of the, what Jacob was getting at and Seaman, what you, um, which you emphasized was the the naturalness. Mm-hmm. Like this is part of my rhythm and my routine, and and so I do my devotional at breakfast, and the other guys do too. And we worked worship into our lives as we realized this is mm-hmm. how how we grow and we express mm-hmm. God's worth to us, um, just in the in the course of living. And that's something yeah. we've talked about, and that's mm-hmm. something that Todd talked about with us. Mm-hmm. What came up over and over again was in natural sort of organic rhythms that make sense in the in the course of your ordinary life because sort of the weirder it gets the harder it is to invite anyone to the more foreign it gets to somebody who doesn't who doesn't understand it Mm. right so that's um the church of the united states i was talking to my dad about this church of the united states has had that has had that problem and did even in the 60s where you show up to church and people are in robes and they speak in an old kind of English that nobody understands mm. and they sing music that nobody sang <laughs> except at church and those things aren't those things aren't bad at all they're just super foreign so what if mm. if what we're if what Jesus has us up to is like meeting and reaching our community um, we need to understand the community that we're mm. in and that's something mm. we've also talked a lot about is never never to dilute the gospel but the only as much as it's, as much as it's possible, the only barrier that there should be between the gospel and people who haven't heard it is there is the content of their own hearts, right? Mm-hmm. And why would we make why would we make it more difficult if if the way that you are going if if my if our church our philosophy is the way you're going to get saved is you come and join us in our building on a Sunday morning before you would get up and before you would regularly do anything, mm-hmm. and you're going to sing this kind of music that you would never sing ever in your regular life and you're going to dress in these kinds of, in your Sunday best, which you, or whatever that you, and we do, we make, we have more and more requirements of you to do things that are foreign. How much less does that look like community and how much Mm -hmm. more does it look forced? It just Mm -hmm. looks different than my life. And you're asking Mm -hmm. me to be a part of something that just doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think, I don't know. I think that's just my, um, my sense of kind of what you were, what you, I think you were getting at Jacob. Is that's all, that's all stuff that kind of flooded to my mind is like as we evangelize as we I think we're about to talk about it but as we mm-hmm. engage in the doing of community together as as a ministry like how is that different than our regular conception of what church is and what church does and what church looks like and how is it that we we keep it um, 
unforeign. There must be familiar. That's the word. Like, there must <laughs> there be a go. word for for not foreign. <laughs> uh, keep it familiar, and the stuff that the stuff that would offend people is not is not anything that we have manufactured that is. Uh, that's a barrier, but we let the barrier just between be like whatever's between their heart and Jesus heart, like whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And don't put yourself or our own stupid stuff in the way. Mm -hmm. I'd say, um, just to, so listening to you, Seaman, um, talk about your story for me highlighted. Um, I'm so glad like to hear your story because for me it highlighted the, how crucial the component of like, the freedom, like that's what yeah. you kept saying when you were talking about it. When community was an effective thing for your walk with God mm-hmm. or your discipleship, your growth, like just all the um, things that a Christian ought to be up to in their life, mm-hmm. like when community was effective in um, supporting and uh, facilitating those things, mm-hmm. um, the crucial component that you like kept coming back to was it felt free, it felt like natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to be like I just wanted to hang out with my brothers. Yeah. Um and there's like we can um I think if we try to force that with schedules and things then we often run into the thing where people are coming out of habit or out of mm-hmm. obligation. But when we have people um rallying together because they want to rally together, um then that's where which and also like um I think it's interesting your experience where you came into that community that wasn't a good fit. Mm. Um, Cause we can try to like force ourselves to enjoy a community or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, even like, I would say God can force us into a community. Like he can pluck a believer up and like for us, mm-hmm. he literally, it was like no option. <laughs> you guys are going to Norway. And together. He's jammed us into a community. <laughs> yeah. And we like, loved each other. We're already brothers and sisters and all that before mm-hmm. we came here. Um, so we had that background, but I'm certain that God could have added another person to our team that wasn't already mm-hmm. a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have worked because the spirit, you know, can do what he wants and weave yeah. people together. Um, so like all that to say that, um, I think we can't like discount how crucial that is to, community like the component of um my heart is actually here and wants to be in this Mm -hmm. because that's when you notice like um we had family breakfast last week with um what we just have breakfast every week we call it family breakfast yeah and we sing sing to jesus uh share some words about jesus Mm -hmm. and eat good food um well food yeah, uh, good food. So, <laughs> it's not always good. Sometimes, sometimes I have, when I have too much of a hand in making it, it's not good. But when Grayson Motown and Alan are up, they make good food. Yeah. Um, I and make we had, food. And we had Pastor Bill and Alana there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was wonderful having them there. But Jake and, um, was it, oh, Whitney, mm-hmm. um, weren't present for that family breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just felt weird like yeah. it you notice that part of the body's missing and mm-hmm. like we talked about it like you as pastor talked to this group before mm-hmm. we came to norway and we're like we need to get to the point where it feels weird when we don't have our leg and our ear with us mm-hmm. like we feel off balance mm-hmm. and we're definitely at that point like yeah we're at family breakfast i was like i'm having a good time but i'm like really like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the same thing at all yeah, yeah. like it doesn't feel natural to meet together when not all when of not us all of us are, are together. together yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was really sad that I uh, couldn't make it. Mm. I was uh, really upset at Bailey. No. (laughs) (laughs) There was a show on. It was a thing. (laughs) Come on. Batman opened. I had to catch up on uh, 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 football. Football Football. season right now. So that's a great time to catch up on football. Um, Yeah, I was really sad I couldn't make it. So that kind of rolls into kind of what we were thinking uh, for our vision, like in Norway, for... Mm ministry, church planting, and evangelism. And we basically just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on uh, some things that we've uh, maybe even talked about on previous episodes, but we wanted a Norwegian perspective because I've been feeling like we've had a couple Norwegian perspectives sprinkling in, but you've been living with Norwegian students in Norwegian communities Mm -hmm. and some that may have not been a great fit, one that right now is a really great fit for Mm -hmm. you. And so... You've been a Norwegian for most of your life. Yeah. 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 And so real quick, uh, we talk about uh, a lot. You don't have to get too in-depth with this if you don't want to. I totally get it. Um, uh, What I've just been calling the spiritual state of Norway. It's been Mm -hmm. 19 episodes, and I have not found a better name for it than (laughs) that. Um, But that's fine. Uh, So what would you think – what do you perceive, like, is the worldview of, like, most Norwegian, like – people your age right college students <laughs> yeah. uh, are like people mostly do they believe in god are they christians are they spiritual what would you say mm. yeah what is the spiritual condition of ula nordman oh yeah i learned that one yeah, that's the norwegian yeah. john doe yeah yeah yeah, half yeah. Of that was norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> and so is the other half uh, <laughs> yeah no, i am um, i think uh, I think the popular opinion now is just like the agnostic, where it's like, yeah, there's probably a god somewhere, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who that would be or, mm-hmm. or where I would find that, you know? Sure. Uh, and they don't really look for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just choose to say that because it's the politically correct answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's that's a lot of people. Hmm. Um, and then they might be living more of like, or like actually acting like uh, atheists. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they 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 argue with like, uh, yeah, very like um, scientific things, you mm-hmm. know, uh, all all these things. And then they <clears throat> mostly look at from like the academic view that they come from, especially if they're students. Yeah, like, uh, like maybe the teachers will, will challenge the Christians, you know. And maybe they don't have the real answers because they're like, yeah, yeah, I haven't like they haven't gone to Bible school at right. all. Mm-hmm. You know, they they came like straight from uh, from Vidagona to mm-hmm. <laughs> to the university, and then they get challenged on like things they they haven't like been been discipled on, thought about, they haven't yeah. learned, or they haven't thought about, um, and so like maybe maybe those like, um, like uh, teachers like encourage that like, hey, but. Like the Christian faith don't stand mm-hmm. up to the questions in a sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that 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 thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's the thought that many Norwegians can can see or can have. Uh, but I think the, the the spiritual stage of Norway is mostly like, hey, yeah, there's probably something out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are like, cultural Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain what you mean by that? Because we have the same term in the United States, yeah, yeah. but I think that they're totally different phenomena. Oh yeah. Yeah, so in Norway we had the state church, whereas mm-hmm. the Norwegian church and state was like, they're pretty much one. Yeah. Uh, and so, until like some years ago. Mm-hmm. And so like the state had influence on the church and the church had so, uh, some influence on the state, but mm-hmm. mostly the state on the church. Uh, so I've 
from from my view, I, uh, I was like, yeah, maybe not the best. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that concept for us is like as Americans is totally yeah, foreign to us. Yeah. yeah, and just the idea of the state and the church being connected, or the state uh, yeah, running uh, the church, is just a mm. is a foreign concept to us. It's oh just, yeah, it's just different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It definitely is different. Uh, I think it's the uh, the Norwegian church is the weirdest organization on earth. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Wow. okay. Yeah, yeah, because you have uh, this. Uh, organization that works towards a goal and like usually when you're a member of a com- of an organization you believe in what the organization is doing yeah. you know mm. but a lot of these people that are part of the Norwegian church because they like oh when a person was born in Norway if they didn't say anything against it they would put it into the Norwegian church mm-hmm. system mm. in a sense yeah. um, <clears throat> and so like you have all these people that are part of the Norwegian church and can vote at like the, the church council and stuff like mm-hmm. uh, and all these things but they don't really believe in God, they yeah. don't really believe in the cause of the organization. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. just like this really weird organization where it's like, oh, but maybe the people in power, that may, I don't know if it's like the main group mm-hmm. uh, of people within it. It's just like, yeah, but n- not really, mm-hmm. uh, not really living uh, out the gospel, like not really living out their faith uh, or just like, yeah. I'm I'm not a Christian, but I'm mm-hmm. just a part of this because it's hmm. it's it's a Norwegian thing to be. Yeah, uh, you know the Norwegian. Uh, thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but and they're just like yeah, they've been part of it. They go to church at Christmas, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Every year, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, yeah, they they get to vote at the church thing. Mm. And then they get to control the organization that way. So I think it's just a really weird organization. Yeah, uh, and more enough about that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we weren't asking you to criticize the fabric yeah, of your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just a, it's just a really weird organization. Mm. Uh, no, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting too, Wes, and I think uh, uh, we really value your perspective yeah. on that. Um, yeah. And so. Uh, I, especially, I'm sure, like some of our listeners from California value that as well. Because we talk about like cultural Christian, yeah, like in yeah. our context, are yeah. people who, um, when the Bible maybe talks about like lukewarmers or something yeah. like that, like that's kind of what we would mm-hmm. identify it okay. as. Yeah. What I took you saying uh, and uh, identifying a cultural Christian in the Norwegian context mm. is. Um, Basically, like a Norwegian, like you said, is the Norwegian <laughs> yeah, thing to do. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot of Norwegians that are not a part of it as well, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, just like traditionally, in a sense, mm-hmm. like yeah, you, you were like put into the Norwegian church, you were baptized as a, baptized as a child, yeah, uh, uh, and then you were like put into the system in a sense, and then you mm-hmm. go to church every Christmas because yeah. that's tradition. Church, you know, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. were born, grown up in a family that only went to church during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Faith didn't matter in the daily life. Still doesn't matter, yeah. Uh, in a sense, uh, f- for those people, or it's like, oh, but yeah, Christmas, I go home to my family, we go to church. Well, maybe you it's know? like this I had, had a friend in high school who his family was Catholic, he moved from Colorado, yeah. and um, his parents were wonderful. I really, uh, really like and admired and respected them, but they had no, there was nothing faithful or religious about their lives at all. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. nothing, they, yeah. they couldn't tell you where the Catholic church in town was. Literally, they couldn't tell you where it was at. They had never been. And he started coming to youth group with me. And in high school, uh, when I was attending a youth group and Bible study, it was uh, with a local Lutheran church. And that's where my friends were. And there's a really excellent pastor there who was discipling us. And so he started, uh, my friends started coming with us. And I remember his mom was outraged. She's, Justin, (laughs) mom, I'm going to the Catholic youth group. But you are a Catholic. And she she was really, like, really serious. Um, 
So maybe that's maybe that's what cultural Catholicism looks like if you shrink mm-hmm. it down to one household. Is that's like a part of his identity, and you don't you don't sort of like mm-hmm. you don't leave or you don't like cheat on the family on the family religion or whatever. Yeah. But maybe inside yeah. the family, it just didn't it didn't mean anything. I don't know if they even went to mm-hmm. church on Christmas, but if they did, that would have been the only the only time they did. But that my buddy's identity as a Catholic was what was important, and yeah. that was being threatened by him associating with uncatholicness or something we have a friend uh, has a very similar maybe more on the extreme side story mm-hmm. who actually goes to home church who grew up in ethiopia mm-hmm. um his mother raised in a eastern orthodox family yeah. and in ethiopia you're either one of two in one of two camps you're either eastern eastern uh, orthodox mm-hmm. or you're a muslim mm-hmm. and our friend uh started becoming a evangelical protestant yeah and he she, he comes home, starts talking to his mom about this community he was a part of and mm-hmm. how he started to put his, have a real relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I would rather you be a Muslim than a Protestant. Yeah. And she, she's like, God put two religions on this earth. <laughs> and one of, it's either Eastern Orthodoxy yeah. and Islam. Yeah. And uh, it, that was a big deal for him. Uh, she blamed God for both? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Eastern Orthodox <laughs> brothers and sisters. No, sorry, that was uh, she. She she, pro- she proposed that God was the source of both of those things. Sorry, I guess there's a little negative connotation to <laughs> blame. But what I thought was funny about that statement was God created two religions: the Muslims and these kinds of Christians. You go, whoa! Yeah. He's responsible for both those things. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. I, so, I hope that would land. The point is, is uh, yeah. I hear we hear that a lot. We've experienced yeah. that where we're from. Uh, and we've heard it from other people from different cultures that are very different from ours, um, that kind of cultural binding to a specific mm-hmm. worldview mm-hmm. that in reality has not actually uh, informed the way they view the world. Right. It's, you know, because yeah. there's lots of Christian teachings that uh, like conflict with the way that like mm-hmm. any culture really like right. looks at the world. And it or the way anybody wants to live. Or that mm-hmm. anyone wants to live <laughs> as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, – I think that's that's an interesting phenomena. I guess. What do you expect when you have uh, people whose hearts are yeah. bent inwards? A population yeah. full of uh, self-worshipping sinners, <laughs> right? Uh, so we wanted to get to uh, uh, our kind of vision. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's just a description. Of yeah, the was that a little funny. too uh, uh, right on the nose yeah, for you? Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like I just would add like yeah. Even though like all these things like within the within the Norwegian church are like yeah, these are like. Yeah, a lot of people in the Norwegian church are, are still like really like actually yeah. seeking after God, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, actually going after him. So it's yeah. not just like, oh, it's this one thing, but it's more polarized. Well, sure. than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, one yeah. of the things yeah. that uh, I, I really appreciate. So we, we met with uh, Eidek. the, with the pastor mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, Mission Shirka in Bielsen. Yeah. And he helped us. With, well, he he helped gave us some wisdom there too, mm. which is that there are good and he says evangelistic, which I think I like more than the word evangelical. Mm-hmm. It says there are evangelistic <laughs> Christians and even um, priests, which I think is pastor. I, I don't know. Anyways, but church leaders within yeah. Church of Norway who They're are evangelistic and um, uh, and eager about the gospel and yeah. conservative and and mm-hmm. all of that. But maybe yeah, the yeah. organization on the whole yeah. has mm-hmm. has uh, has yeah. has lost its mm-hmm. the, you know its focused path. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to hear that from you because like, so I've heard that from Cam probably a thousand times um, and I've heard it from different leaders like above 40. So like yeah. pastors who are a pastor of an older flock 
mm. um, and have yeah ministry experience in that context. But to hear it from like you around my age and growing yeah. up, and that's your understanding of how it went or how yeah yeah, yeah. that looks. Um, it's just kind of that's like mind blowing to me mm. yeah. to hear mm-hmm. that you so. describe it the same way that I've heard it described so many other times. Yeah, yeah. it's such valuable perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I want to. Uh, uh, we're getting close to kind of wrapping it up, uh, but first we do want to just talk uh, briefly for a couple minutes about missional community, just yeah. as like a church planting uh, model, and just your thoughts on that. Yeah. So Bailey is actually our resident, like most enthusiastic <laughs> speaker about missional community. I'm enthusiastic about it, but Bailey is definitely the most. I just, I'm not like an expert. I just get all giddy when I say that's that. what I meant. That's I what I meant. That's the slide that we assigned to you for yeah. the presentation we gave. <laughs> Soon to be expert, though, yeah. and, uh, but yeah, he's the most giddy about it. Um, and so, Bailey, could you just real quick, I asked you to do this a couple episodes ago, but we're doing it again. Uh, just in like two, three sentences, what mm. is a missional community, just so it's on the table for what we're going to talk about? Yeah, I think so this time around, I'll say it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I'd say a missional community is a group of believers, usually somewhere between 20 to 50 people, mm. um, but a group of believers who are devoted to the mission of evangelism and devoted to um, maintaining Christian community mm. among themselves. So like those really, like the words of the thing are just, they describe the thing completely. Um, the focuses really are like our first things in missional community are um, intentional missional lives, like yeah. living as Christians in our daily lives and, um, being community to each other. So like not just being people who call the same building our church, um, but being people who call the same house like house or like mm-hmm. my home yeah. or um, call the same car my car. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. home church. <laughs> yeah. I hear a thousand different people use Benta's car. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Right. So those kinds we of things. We used it this last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, even we're using Venta's yeah. cards. Yeah. <laughs> we went to her house for dinner and she said, you know, if Espen didn't have my car, I could just take you guys home. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That happened. You're welcome yeah. for that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But cool. to sum it up, I'd say a church that's hyper-focused on um, the mission of evangelism um, for each individual involved in the missional community yeah. and um, being family to one another. Yeah. And then I'll leave it at that. Excellent. So I'm giddy again. <laughs> uh, we want to give you the floor for that. Uh, just that's a that's like the model of church that we think would be effective here. Yeah. And it kind of taps into everything that you've been talking about with your story of like mm. how central community was for yeah. growing in your faith. So what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think the community is is a really important part. Uh, also in Norwegian uh, Norwegian culture, I think I've, I bought this book one time to give some to give some to some friends like mm-hmm. France or something. It's like, hey, this is Norwegian culture, like one on one, and it's like one of the things was like, yeah, like when when you get like an into a Norwegian group, like mm. you're actually in the warmth in yeah. a sense. Uh, so I think like the community sense, mm. and if it's easy to come in and it's 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 this open community in a sense. Mm-hmm. Where it's uh, easy to come in uh, to just to just see what, what is this, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I think that would be re- really work. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when you actually connect to people and connect mm-hmm. with people, uh, I think uh, yeah, that 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 is encouraging. 
uh, even though like you're you're not a Christian and you come in and like oh this community is healthy you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You, you can sense it in this yeah mm. uh, and and you can experience it mm-hmm. like, oh yeah this is healthy there's people that actually care mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I I think that should be a it should be a, a natural part of a Christian community as well like uh, mm. like to see like oh yeah they love each other like mm-hmm. I want to be part of this you know yeah mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I want to be loved by them and then uh, I could mm-hmm. so I can love back in a sense as well. Um, so I think awesome. uh, I think yeah, a community in our way would just uh, I, yeah I really believe in it mm. um, yeah it might also help get Norwegians out of their like uh, little shell mm-hmm. um, that we might have um, gotcha. uh, that some of us might have and just like just like the the warmth might like melt the, the ice cold <laughs> ice shell mm. you know <laughs> I love that <laughs> the ice the shell of ice <laughs> yeah, surrounding yeah. the heart of every <laughs> oh my Norwegian God. <laughs> do you think um, dramatic I know <laughs> your words not his yeah <laughs> I helped a little bit yeah he was reading but yeah sounds right <laughs> yeah, helped, yeah. Yeah. Bailey got it um, so in your experience. Um, or if you don't have experience in your speculation, mm. um, uh, what do you think the like inviting someone to so say home church mm. like a Sunday service for home yeah. church versus getting one of your friends in your life to um, attend a house church meeting with you like your Bible studies that you have? Um, what, what's easier or like uh, what, what's more natural? Or? Yeah, like if you have experience with the, oh yeah. Or um, even if you don't have experience, what you think yeah. Yeah, would be more um, fruitful, basically. I think it's easier to to invite people uh, home, or mm. just like, hey, I'm going to a friend's house to have dinner. You want to join? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, we we do this thing. We we talk about Jesus afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. I think that 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 feels more natural to me. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you want to go uh, to church? Because mm-hmm. church can in Norway can have like all these like mm-hmm. uh, prejudices around all this prejudice around mm-hmm. it, yeah. and like yeah, all these like expectations that might not be true you know yeah uh, and they have come with their own like view before they they come to the service in a sense it's yeah. like oh this is what it's going to be like you know mm-hmm. and then they might get like really surprised or they might just like ah, no i don't want to go yeah i get to church yeah um so i think i think it, it's dinner always i mean i'm a, I'm a foodie so i'm, I'm yeah. just like yeah, we in my mind like, oh god's, it's dinner god's yeah. gotten you I'm food going. every time <laughs> like i didn't believe in god mom said love jesus or no dinner and i went for dinner right yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. It'll, it'll do that yeah. i went for dinner and i got jesus church or dinner <laughs> yeah uh well, I was really happy to hear you say yeah, all of yeah. that. Uh, we That's have good. got to wrap it up for today. Yeah, can I, can I just uh, ask a, a question? Yes. I know yeah. we don't have much time, Please. but it's just like, how what, how do you see uh, the evangelizing aspect within this community? Oh my gosh! Yeah, can I just ask <laughs> how you much the biggest time question? Yeah. Real quick? <laughs> well, so I'll tell you what I think about it. Um, so I, I you think three sentences. Yeah, right? you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use a Bailey three sentences. <laughs> so <laughs> there are um, a lot of commas in there, yeah. right? That's right. Semicolons. I love you. Uh, (laughs) so um i'll tell you what i think about it so i think that um uh the community aspect and the personal aspect is like really important especially like in evangelism and so uh whether or not um someone takes five years to be evangelized or like five conversations to be evangelized like maybe they just like get it the holy spirit just does something and they become a christian or the holy spirit takes their time and they get plugged in and just saturated with our community that we have. Mm. Um, I think that 
evangelism, like on the streets with, if I'm talking to like some stranger, that's very personal. That's focused on our personal stories Mm -hmm. and focuses on, well, here, like, do you want to come over like and have dinner or like come to this game night or like people that we know at the gym or coffee shops or school, like people that we've already uh, been friends with. And basically what I'm trying to say to you is making it personal, making it uh, relational, but also having a community like a natural community that they can be invited to like yeah. a game night or mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah. And so I think that if we have those three things uh, to use and fall back on, on our street evangelism, on people we meet at the gym or the library or yeah. wherever we do evangelism with nonbelievers, yeah. I think that, uh, and I think your experience just attests to this, making it personal, relation, relational and communal with an actual community yeah. that, really cares about each other um, yeah. and building real friendships. I think yeah. I think that's how that ties in. Yeah. Um, we had Zach on a couple uh, uh, episodes ago, and he says, um, I think that uh, we're not off the hook for evangelism like yeah. strangers. Broad um, seed sowing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broad, there you go. We're not off the hook for broad seed sowing. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I think that uh, your experience really just kind of reinforces in my mind that uh, we don't get everything right, but I think we were right to pursue this missional community mm. like f- style of ecclesiology, if you will, mm. um, and really try and understand it and maybe even try and use it here. Yeah. Um, and so I really appreciate you speaking into that. That really encourages me. Mm. I know it encourages the team and everybody watching. Uh, y'all be encouraged because uh, we have definitely <laughs> talked about we want to reach our community the best. And if we came in guns blazing, trying to plant the mega church, like Cam said, with all the great old hymns and all the great old robes and all the great stuff. It, yeah. That's what mega church looks like. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the mega church they're talking about. There's probably one or two. Yeah. Uh, we want to reach our uh, community the best and the most effective. And we feel like through relationships and pockets of missional community, uh, that's going to be the best way. So we appreciate you tuning in. We hope you'll tune in uh, next time and over the next couple months as we further unpack that with different perspectives from people like Seaman and others. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Word First Radio. If you like the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Word First and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially, check us out at wordfirst.us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Word First Radio, and we'll see you again next week. God bless. God bless.